and welcome to uh, If It's Gay We Play. If It's Gay We Play. The podcast where we have a troll doll for a microphone. Yeah, the special troll doll microphone edition. <laughs> Of our podcast. Of our podcast. We're very excited to bring to you. Very excited to bring to you. Sick and from the couch. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, our producer, is out of town, so we're recording on this little microphone that is, um, it's like a little, like, field mic, and it looks, uh... Like a troll doll. Like a troll doll, so, um, that's that. Yep. It certainly is. Uh, we're very excited to be coming to you here from the couch, because... In the comfort of our own home, uh, we think we're funnier. Um, that's true. I mean, we all, we do, minus that one episode, we always record at our own home. But not in comfort. I am pretty comfortable at the dining room table. I'm actually very comfortable I like our dining room chairs a lot. Me They're too. Very They're very comfortable. They are very comfortable. Um, yeah, we are recording on the couch this episode, though. I'm, I have headphones in. I know. Ooh, that's, you can hear that in the oh, recording. Boy. Um, I'm hoping that'll make us sound more relaxed and calm as yeah. we uh, as we lounge. Other than the fact that I'm physically tethered to the microphone because I have to be able to listen. <laughs> Certainly, you to just our have voices. to be very careful. Yeah, and I have to be able to make sure this mic is very powerful though. Like I was just saying, it picked up Kai because it oh, doesn't we have to introduce much... ourselves. Oh yeah, I'm Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm Kai. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. It's still us. It, this continues to be a game we play. The podcast. Um, when Kai was, like, upstairs, because when we turned this on, you could hear the washing machine, uh, which is upstairs in our house very clearly, so mm-hmm. I could hear Kai talking upstairs. It doesn't have as much, like, um, noise control. That's what the troll doll hat is for, but it doesn't have as much, like, I don't know, like, directional noise control as the microphones we've been using. Let's talk about Audio Tech. This is now an Audio <laughs> this Tech This is a podcast. new Audio Tech fan podcast. Um, I've been very sick this weekend, so you can really hear that, like, sexy husky Gravelly growl. Just, just when you thought I couldn't get any sexier, you now did. I have a terrible head cold. With tons of snot. Just, just so much out of the snot nose. in That's my nose. Sexy lubrication. Real, oh, God. I hate that you said that so much. This is, I feel like, I don't know if you agree, I feel like this is not a weird bad energy, it's just a weird energy without Aaron here. It's a weird energy without Aaron here. Because it feels more, because we don't have an, like, normally, like, We have at least one audience member. Yeah, and it feels, I'm more comfortable performing if I have an audience. Yeah, it's literally just the two of us. So it's just us staring at each other. But it still feels presentational because I know that this is a different context than just talking to you on the couch, so I feel like I have a different cadence and I'm making eye contact with you differently. And it's, you're all listening, our beloved fan base. Beloved fan base. That sounded like I was saying that sarcastically, but I really do love you. I love you too. Individually and collectively. Yes. Um, and I'm really appreciative that we have a fan base. Oh my god, me too. Thanks for, thanks for the emails. Thanks for the social media interactions. Yeah. Um, let's actually do the podcast instead of talking about doing the podcast. Let me... No. Okay. Uh, what was the... Uh, <laughs> Call it for <coughs> Do you have anything to call out from the last episode? Uh, not that I can think of. Not that I can think of either. I sort of, Kai and I have had a hell of a week. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that a little collectively, bit. And why we're, this is such a weird episode besides that Aaron's out of time. Um, also, talking about how weird the episode is is definitely going to make it less weird. Definitely, definitely less science. weird. But people love our classic back and forth bits. They love that classic just meta commentary. They on, love it on the podcast. We're constantly breaking the fourth wall. Hey, hey, this, hey, folks, hey, hey, look, listen, hey, folks, look with your eyes, listen with your ears. Yes. This is live radio. So wow, anything can happen. 
hopefully, Anything and that we were just happen. talking about this, Anyone hopefully, because this thing is kind of small. Um, our cat doesn't come in it. She likes fuzzy stuff. Hopefully the cat doesn't come knock over the recording Yeah, she device. was checking it out earlier. She was if very excited. If she does, tempted. it's going to be real bad audio. I yeah, can tell you so that right now. Yeah, so we both had bad weekends is what we were talking about. Yeah, I uh, had ambitious, like my week was really busy because I worked a six-day work week. Mm-hmm. And I had really ambitious plans because Kai was going out of town. I had really ambitious plans. I was like, gonna close. We didn't really address this specifically on the podcast. Kai and I do live together. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we are not dating. We just live together. And uh, we live with two other humans and a cat. Um, and I was going to, like, clean the house and clean my room. Wait, and, people like, have theories about what we... I don't know. Oh, okay. I just, I don't... I, I was just interested talked. in why you're specifying. I don't know. We just haven't specified. We just That's talk fair. about our house all the time. That's true. Um, I, uh, had, you know, I was going to, like, clean the house, and I was going to clean my room, and I was going to, like, go for bike rides, and I was going to do all this shit. Instead, I got horribly ill over the weekend, um... I, yeah, my horrible sore throat turned into a horrible cold. And I used to get sick all the time because I used to drink all the time and never sleep. And now I sleep a lot more and I'm on antidepressants and I don't drink that much. And consequently, I haven't been sick in like five months, which is like the longest stretch since I was like 18. I really want to knock on wood, but I can't. Because it's going to be really bad audio. I'm going to quietly... Knock on your head. No. I'm going to... Oh, God. I just got so close to the mic. I'm so sorry. I just knocked on the mic. Yeah, good, good. It's fine. Um, And, uh, yeah, so it really knocked me out for me for a loop. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, And you had a really bad weekend. Talk about your bad weekend. I went to go see my dying uncle in Missouri and had a really great time getting... uh, horrifically misgendered and having really transphobic comments lobbed my way every five minutes yeah do you want to talk about that thing your aunt said to you because it was yeah i'll definitely quote it um content warning content warning transphobia from a 70 year old woman from the south uh get ready um i also i should also clarify that noise i made because it sounds elitist when people from not the south shit on the south i also have family from the south i've spent a lot of time in tennessee uh, and I fucking hate it. Sorry. I don't hate people from the South necessarily. Like, if you're listening to this in the South, I don't hate you. I'm just sorry you have to live in a racist, swampy hellhole. I would be really transphobic, too, if I lived in, you know, constant mugginess and humidity. It just makes my brain bad. Yeah. Anyway. anyway uh, my, my aunt, so I walk in the door, like, my uncle, who is dying, answers the door, like, hooked up to all these tubes. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Craig? Why would you... Anyway. I mean, if I was dying, I would just want to, like, do whatever I could. No, you know yeah, I mean? that's like, true. I would answer my own door, too. I, I get it. It just, uh, so anyway, I go into the kitchen, and uh, I see my aunt, and the first thing that, um, the first words out of her mouth before hello, or I love you, or thank you so much for coming are, uh, so you did all of this to, uh, stop your periods? What you said she said to me last oh. night was, boy, this is a lot of work to go through Yes, to that's exactly what she said. Sorry, sorry, Which yes. Which is worse. Because that, exactly that thing you just said is really bad, but I can see that being like a, a old aunt who doesn't know anything and you being able to have a conversation about it. Like a like she doesn't understand. Like, you really just did this to stop your period? Yeah, yeah, like an you know actual I mean? confusion. Yeah, but what she actually said was, that's a lot of work to go through. 
just to stop having a period. Yeah. And I told Kaya they should, this isn't true, but I told Kaya they should have looked her dead in the eyes and said, I still have a fucking period. I instead uh, said, uh, I'm also going through menopause. I'm sure you remember that. Which is a pretty good um, clapback. Which and is a pretty okay clapback. I said clap back. that would be a very good clapback for like, an, like a middle-aged white woman. If she like said something transphobic to you, because middle-aged white women like more than anything in the world hate being called old. They it makes do. them have a fucking rage aneurysm immediately. So if a middle-aged white woman ever said something transphobic to you, be like, "I'm actually going through menopause." I'm sure you remember that, you know, from your forties. Yeah, no, that's very funny. And she would explode. I do just want to say, I uh, though <laughs> some members of my family like to say inappropriate or ignorant things, and even though like I do get misgendered by my family a lot, I understand that they're all going through a really rough time right now, and like it sucks, and it sucks for everyone, and I do love them a lot despite yeah. the fact that they do that. I'm literally just decompressing from a very and bad. Well, yeah, you're also... Because I also got food poisoning yeah. on the plane. Like, that was one of the worst things Worked that has ever right. happened to me. Last time I was on a plane was also a day that I accidentally had dairy. Because that, remember that hot barista? Oh, no, I do Street? remember that hot barista. <laughs> I remember this flight, too. And it was, like, 6 a.m., and so I didn't have the, like, faculty till Well, A, the wherewithal to correct her because she was so hot. She was so hot. She was so hot. I forget her name, but she was so hot. She, yeah. We'll see yeah. her again. Yeah, we will. Um, and uh, I also didn't have the mental faculty to like quickly realize that I was drinking a dairy milk latte. Um, you had enough sips. And until the vegan police showed up at my door. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, and then I was actually like you not as bad as badly. it could be on the plane, but like I also had food poisoning the last time we were on a plane together. <laughs> This is kind of beautiful, Hannah. It's really In its own beautiful. way. It's magical. It's so magical. Um, anyway. Nothing says love like shitting your fucking pants. Which I did not do. Good job. Thank you. Have you ever... Is this good podcast material what yeah. you're about have to you ask ever, me? Have you ever shit your pants as an adult? As a, What counts as an adult is the follow-up uh, question. Like a, over the age of 18 adult. Over the age of 18? No. Yeah, because you're a teenager, you're not an adult. Okay. But what is the oldest age at which you shit your pants? <coughs> I think 15. That's pretty old to have shit your pants. It's definitely pretty old to have shit my pants. Was but it this was before you... I knew that I had a severe dairy allergy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was and it was say, in my own home. Yeah. because All it, by myself. If it fits your sick, like, I say it's old to shit your pants. I know several people who, there was a norovirus outbreak at our oh, college yeah. my, like, sophomore year. Um, that was before you even got there. That might have been more than one. I remember but it. My soft, well, it was my sophomore year, the first time it happened. So you, I mean, I remember hearing about hearing it. Hearing about it, and also Aaron got it later on. He got it during that outbreak. Oh, my did sophomore he? Year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, realize yeah, that yeah. he was in school your sophomore year. No, well, no, I thought he, he wasn't. came in your junior year. He did. So yeah, maybe there was, there was more outbreak. than one outbreak. Yeah. Is... Anyway, it's great podcast material. <laughs> but I know several people who got norovirus while they were in college. So, yeah. uh, you know, no. Tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. If you've ever shit your pants as an adult, like, I'm sorry. It's just, like... It happens. It happens. The last time I ever shit my pants, I think I was, like, maybe 10. I... Yeah. What this is a good segue into the fact that this is going to be a and a episode. It's going to be a Q&A episode, but first, Kai, yeah. here's a Q. <laughs> Give me an A. What's the gayest thing you've done this week? That was so cute. Thank you. Oh my god. I'm adorable. Uh, you're so sexy. I'm really sexy. Listen uh, to my voice. We're definitely going to keep that bit and going. The half I hope half. eventually your like self-confidence will just through the roof yeah, fake it until you, make it, baby. you realize that you are incredibly sexy and then the bit just gets better and better. Yeah. Um, I mean, that implies that I don't already think I'm sexy. 
what you do, but you'll just keep thinking that you're sexier oh, and sexier. Okay. Is my and point. I'm making myself sexier and sexier. Yeah, until eventually um, the world implodes. Sure. I don't know what would happen you if you became just find too a sexy. Very beautiful wife. Yeah. That's really what I want. Okay. That wor- that works too. Um, gayest thing I've done this week. Uh, last night we had a really gay, like, um, we had a bunch of, uh, like, non-binary, yeah. trans, uh, intersex folks come in and do some performances. Yeah, we're doing a show for Pride, which mm-hmm. we'll talk more about. Kai's show that they've talked about, Transbinary, is being expanded into uh, Transcendental Power Hour, a mm-hmm. binary-busting night of performance. Beautiful. Um, and it's going to be like a, a queer, like trans, non-binary, intersex, gender queer, gender fuck. Gender fuck. Uh, cabaret of sorts, like a variety show. Yeah. With like poetry and music and drag. We're so excited about um, it. We're so honored to be working with such talented people. Yeah, it's pretty rad. But anyway, that the that auditions for that happened at our house last night. Yeah, it was so... And that was another occasion where I was trying not to shit my pants the whole time. Yeah, you did a great job. I did do a great job. There was something else I felt like that happened this week. I honestly don't remember what happened this week. It's I feel like I've lived four weeks this week. Like my I whole week have lived seven lifetimes. has been this few, past few days when I've been so ill. I lived actually probably a full life in Missouri yeah. when I was there. You like got married. I got married. Had I had children. seven children. Wow. It was terrible. You died. I died. I died an old man alone. Yeah. In the swamp. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> um... Yeah. Um, what I feel like there's well, something really gay that you did this week. Oh, you went on a date today. Talk about that. Oh, I didn't, like, it was not a real date. It was just, like, a friend you hangout. Liar. It was just a friend hangout. It was a date. You texted me I mean, all caps. Because it, it wasn't, we like. totally just went on a date. Because it wasn't, like, because it was. You said. It was, it was. Verbatim. It's in, it's in the weird area between date and not date. Like, you said, I don't, verbatim, we totally, totally just went on a date. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't embarrass me on the podcast. You were, you were, you were ardent, and you were sure, and you were uh, declarative. I was going to talk to you about it later. Uh, I texted you, you should talk about it on the podcast, and you made no objection. You were just like, yeah, cool. I didn't, I thought you. I said you should talk about it on the podcast. I didn't you said we should talk about it on the podcast. Um, The thing is, she, she wants to listen to the podcast. Okay. how I feel about that. Yeah, we didn't name names. You're right. And whatever. Okay. You went on a date. How was it? It was. It was worse now. No, it was. It was actually. I hope that's not too loud with the audio. No, um, it's fine. I'm listening to it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it was. It was great. I actually can't hear you outside of the mics at all because it's oh. noise canceling, so I can really only hear you through the microphone. So I can Fascinating. Hear so it's like a one second delay. No, it's actually right on. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, if it was one second delay, that would be. I would have thrown this recorder through the window. I know. I, I thought, yeah, I thought that was what you what was what you said. No, anyway. I just, I would, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I had um, a good time. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think the gayest thing I've done this week is probably that thing last night and when I agreed to MC this show in drag. Hannah is going to MC this show and debut her drag persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so excited. Which I thought of a very good name for oh, today. Based right on uh, my friend Aaron, not producer Aaron, a different Aaron was telling me about this terrible movie. It's called Evil Bong. And apparently there's a villain in one of the Evil Bong films that's named Versnatchy. And I heard that, and I was like, that's a great drag name. And then Aaron reminded me of it today. So Versnatchy, I don't think that's actually going to be the name, but it's a very, it's like Versace, but it's yeah, Versnatchy. I, I get it. It's a very good drag name. That I is think. a very good drag name. 
Donatella Versnatchy. That's quite good. Um, That's quite handsome. It is. But I'm gonna, can I talk about something that made me so happy when I realized it today? Uh, no. Our, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that makes really good improv. Shutting people down is actually the number one rule of improv. Say, that's that's the first thing they tell you on day one of improv class is say no and nothing else. It's one of our classic bits. It is. One of our classic back and forths. I wish Um, you could have seen the wiggle that you just did. Um, anyway. (laughs) Um, and I didn't really, I didn't, I was thinking about this today, is that when our co-producer for this this shindig, um, I was like, she was like, uh, we're going to need an MC. And I was like, uh, I volunteer. And she was like, I was going to suggest you. And I was like, I want to do drag. She said, which kind? Which is so delightful to me about my gender that she didn't automatically assume I was going to do, like, because I, like, use she, her pronouns, that I was going to do, like, male, like, masculine drag. Oh, yeah. That she was like, she, like, looked for, I'm not saying she looked confused, but for a minute she was like, what kind of drag? I forgot that that happened. And there that's wasn't. So I was just thinking about that today. That she didn't like automatically assume which kind. And that's also just because she's cool and queer. True. But she didn't automatically assume like quote unquote which form of drag well, I was going to be. I doing. feel like because the fact that you're butch, like were you to drag, which is a verb, were you to drag, it would be uh if if you were wearing like drag queen makeup, that would be drag yeah. for you. And were you to wear like drag king whatever, that would be drag for you. Like, right. Yeah, all, gender fluid and all gender is all gender is drag. Yes, but all like, right. but like drag is drag. For yeah, also drag. Whoa, um, man, dude, yeah. But like, what kind of drag is actually a pretty solid question because I feel like there's a lot of kinds. Oh, of drag. there's an enormous yeah, and that's probably more what she meant. It just made me happy thinking about my gender when she like. Yeah, no, totally. That it was like whichever person. direction I went would have felt like drag, and that's cool. Which also, I just wanna, I just wanna uh, throw this out there. Um. If if you are a person who is cis, who is like a feminine woman, for example, it's still drag if you are. Yeah, a drag if you're queen. doing drag, yeah, yeah. drag is di- like drag is the the like drag in the performance aspect. Mm-hmm. Like all gender is drag, but like I, I was just like, making a little a little Kate Bornstein joke. Yeah, uh, but like doing drag is different than like it's like the the hyper. Um, exaggeration I mean, of gender it's a satire of gender, yeah. basically. And so that's, regardless of what you're doing, can we also talk about how hot Lady Gaga's drag persona is? Yes. Cool. We can. It's really hot. I am, I have been very attracted to Lady Gaga since I was 13. Yes. Yeah, that direct performance made me feel feelings. When she did it at, what was it, the VMAs one year? I think it was the VMAs. Yeah, that made me feel a lot of feelings. I think your name was Joe. His name was Joe. I don't remember either. Whatever. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of Joanne. Uh, I don't know enough about... I don't know as much about Lady Gaga as I used to know. I, man, that kind of makes me sad when I think about it, because I used to... Anyway, what are you playing this week? <laughs> I've actually played a lot of games this week. Played several games. Wow. Um, I was talking about last week that I talked to that guy who showed me all those Switch games that mm-hmm. he had, and that one of them was this little beat matching game, which I downloaded and I've been playing obsessively. It's called Oh yeah, Boy- the first time we played it, we were it so high. It might be boys, but it's spelled weird. Yeah, we, I got super fucking high, and uh, like I was in space and 
played that game for the first time, and then Kai was also like, because it was playing a touch screen, Kai yeah. was also like huddled over the little switch screen in our other room. Just like huddled in on this Yeah, couch. our other roommate Henry came downstairs, and he like he's like, oh hey fam, what you doing? And I like looked up at him, and was like, I'm so fucking hot. And I was, like, <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Game. Anyway, it's this really fun little beat matching game, and you can play it with the controllers, but I think that's less fun because the beat, the uh, touch screen is super super yeah, fun because yeah. it's it's just tapping it's a good touch to the rhythm. It's a great touch screen, and it's it's really it's really e- well okay. It's really intuitive to me because beat games, beat matching games make sense to me. Like that's yeah. how my brain works. Um, and I've all I've always played beat matching games, and I'm really good at them. Like I pick them up really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is. It's just you have to be able to, like, it's tapped to the beat, basically, at its simplest. And it's all, like, J-pop and J-rock songs and, like, a lot of really good, like, happy hardcore and trance. I really like electronic music. A lot of really happy hardcore and trance and, like, fucking jump style and a lot of, like, and, like, some actually really good, like, dirty dubstep. Tight. Uh, not like shitty poppy dubstep, like a lot of just really good Japanese electronic music, which I guess I maybe this is chauvinistic. I didn't know Japan was making so much really good electronic music. Um, all the music's really good. All the like, it amazes. There's like 500 songs in the game, which is insane. It's so many. And there's like a, a unique beat chart and so forth for every single song, which is really cool. And the mm. way it works is really fun. Where like, the place where you tap will slide around. It's just really fun. Highly recommended. It's like twenty bucks on the Switch store or whatever the Nintendo store. Um, Voight Boaz um, recommend it if you like beat matching games. Um, and then I played some Breath of the Wild over this Classic. week. Obs. Um, I played some. I started a Mass Effect three playthrough on one of my sick days. Which I'm very the one about. day I was sick where I didn't have to go to work. Um, and uh, yeah, just downloaded the Omega DLC. Um, and because uh, I didn't play any of the DLC the first time I played it for some yeah, reason, yeah. Uh, <laughs> except for the Citadel DLC, oh, yeah, which yeah. is like my favorite thing. But yeah, started a Mass Effect three playthrough. So I did a lot of gaming this weekend. Have you? Did you play anything this weekend? I played on Ice Old Republic. The other oh night. yeah, that's right. That? You yeah. played it for like an hour. I played it for like an hour. Um, I totally forgot how clunky the controls are when you're like going back and playing uh, an older game. Like there's specifically this older game like that. Um. But I was I was very excited about my uh, creative naming of my character. Uh, I asked Hannah what I should name my character, and she said your mom because she's very funny and original and uh-huh. very sexy. Uh-huh. And um, sure. I, wow, I just heard a car go by outside. Incredible. Nuts. Anyway, continue. And I uh, oh fuck! I spelled your mom, but in like a spacey yeah, name you way. Why you are. M-O-H-M. Yeah, I thought it was very funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Um, that's probably the most entertaining thing that happened while I was playing Knights of the Old Republic, because I didn't even get out of the, like, spaceship. Like, I didn't even finish the first bit where your, like, tutorial thing is happening, because I was just so tired. I think I was very tired. Because mm-hmm. um, I was, like, whining, because I was like, I have to get up at, like, 8 a.m. tomorrow, and, like, get all plane stuff. Um... Anyway, it was it was fine. I'm excited to keep replaying it because I really love that game That's so really much, game. Uh, and it's been years and years and years since I played it. Um, and it just it kept making me think. Also, I don't know if anyone else ever played this in their lives, but Star Wars Galaxies was the like uh, Star Wars um, MMORPG like of my of my era because there was later the Star Wars MMORPG that was like I think called Knights of the Old Republic again. Mm. Um, 
I don't fully remember, but I played that for a little bit too, but also like Star Wars Galaxies. Fuck, that was such a good game. Please hit me up if you've ever played that because I haven't met anybody else in my life heard of it. who has even heard of it or played it. And it was like so good. I remember uh, really enjoying the the world that they had created, like getting a getting a little um I don't know fucking bike thing, whatever they call them. It was really great. I met a Wookie. Cool. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars, man. Uh, I have no interest in seeing Solo at all. I don't. Well, Donald Glover's in it. Yeah, which is fine, but like he's in a lot of stuff, you know. I still haven't watched the yeah. This Is America video. I really need to. Yeah, you definitely do. Um, speaking of things, Don- Donald Glover's in everything. Is the thing about Donald Glover. I really like Donald Glover. So does everybody. I love the- I love me a Donald Glover. I've heard mixed. I've heard. I've heard. Uh, mixed. Mixed comments. I'm sure mixed racists comments. hate him, but um, apparently he said something like uh. Now here's the thing. I think that He's everything can be contextualized. Yeah, he said <coughs> apparently. Apparently, he said that like, um, oh, like having HIV is like having a baby or something, and like making them both sound really bad. I mean, I, I'm not big on having babies, but it's yeah. not like HIV. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't no, I don't. I don't, I don't know enough about that to form an opinion on it. Yeah, um, it's it's just uh, yeah, I like Donald. Everybody, Glover. here's the thing about the whole like your fave is problematic movement and so forth. Is that literally everybody says problematic shit and the world is not divided. We talked about this. The world yeah. is not divided into problematic and pure. Like, everybody does bad shit. Everybody does... Well, not everybody does good shit, but everybody does bad shit. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make you a bad person. You just have, It's like celebrities get so, like... Um, like vilified for it so quickly because there's no you can't have a conversation with them afterwards you know what I mean like some people will like be active on their Twitter or whatever yeah, it is yeah. um uh like sweet baby angel Chrissy Teigen um but so many people like it's if you only see that comment in a vacuum and you never get to like see the follow up conversations or like talk to them and like a lot oftentimes those folks are so like removed from reality anyway but um when you only see the public persona of a person, you never get to, like, see the nuance of them, and it's much easier to, like, yeah, make them a pariah or put them on a pedestal well, also one the thing kind is, or another. It's not the end of the world if you, like, say something bad and fuck up. Like, that's why we have call-out corner is because the fact that fucking up, like, failure is an opportunity to learn yeah, and, like, definitely. create something that you wouldn't have created otherwise. Um, for instance, today I uh, fucked up my order <laughs> of fucking uh, idiot. Because I'm a fucking idiot, and um, it's this fuck place that we order from and go to all the time because it's right near our house and it's pretty darn good. And every time Kai, we go there, Kai has a conversation with the waiter about whether or not the veggie pho has lemongrass in it because there's two, there's the hot, there's like a couple different kinds of broth in the vegetarian. I'm broth. allergic to lemongrass. Kai has a dead, actually deadly you know. allergy to what, like I F- has an EpiPen deadly allergy to lemongrass. Um, how often do they accidentally? Uh, consume lemongrass because they do not read fucking food labels. A shocking amount of times. A no longer shocking quantity of times. So I like went and picked up their pho for them because I'm super nice and got to the car and I was like, "Mm, guarantee they forgot to ask for the right broth and went back in and lo and behold, they did. Um, So very smart. Maybe the next 20th time they order from the same pho place, they will remember it. In my defense... I've had a very tough day and tough weekend. I did a 20-page project uh, in an hour and a half uh, today. Was that because you put it off? No, that was because uh, my roommate was in the hospital. Oh, that's classic group project <laughs> follies. 
Foibles and follies. I need to leave school. You're almost done. I know it's two weeks. You're, yeah. You're, anyway, you're let's actually get into the Q and A section of this well, Q and A. We've even been asking some cues. One yes, of the sure, things you were talking cues. about. Let me open up the note on my phone. I we're some we're trying to get to know each other better. Um, because the thing. Sorry, I can't I, stop the sniffling. I know. It's I've been very. I'm still ill. Anyway. I love you anyway. The thing about Hannah and I is that we don't know each other very well. Like, something that I'm running into constantly is I'll be talking to you and I'll be like, looking at you and I'll be like, I don't know this person at all. I don't even know you her know, middle name. Like, how could I live with this person without knowing her middle name? That's a joke because we have the same middle name. Yeah. Because uh, we're white people. and uh, <laughs> white, Every white person's name white, is Elizabeth. Yeah, white, AFAP people all have the middle name Elizabeth. Um, uh, the funny thing about that is that Kai and I do know each other very well, but periodically Kai will tell them a fact about, tell me a fact about themselves that's like their favorite food or something that I had no fucking clue at all. My it's favorite example out of is inti- peanut butter and jelly. Entirely, yeah. One day they were like, I eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for breakfast every morning. And I said to them, and this is true, I have never one time, and they were like, my favorite food's PB&J's, I eat them every morning. I I've never one time seen them consume a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But once. The thing that We've Hannah neglected to mention was uh, over a year now, I think. Uh, uh, not quite a year. Oh, actually, okay. The thing that Hannah neglected to mention is that I wake up consistently earlier than Hannah. Right, and I sure. Eat two breakfasts. I didn't see, again, I didn't know that because that's not a normal thing for a person to do. Most people are not hobbits and they don't eat two breakfasts. You just eat the one breakfast. But also, you were like, my favorite food's PB&J's, and if that was true, I feel like at some point in the past year, I would have ever seen, or in the past past three, four years, I would have ever seen you eat a PB&J one single time, and I haven't. What was there, something the other day, I was playing Breath of the Wild, and you said something to me that was like a classic fact about Kai I've never heard or seen evidence of one single time. Was it something funny? I'm sure it was. Hey, uh, I've got another one for you. Okay. I'm transgender. Shut up. Fuck off. I just came out to you and this is how you react. Fuck off. I hate you. <laughs> um, okay. Here's <laughs> Here it comes. Thanks. Here it comes. I'm going to turn off low battery mode so it'll stay on. Go, go on back in. What's your favorite? Here's the, here, you ready? Here's the Q&A portion of this podcast. Welcome to Q&A um, with Kai and Hannah. Battery saving mode. This is on. called, just... um. Couch questions. Yeah, couch questions with Kai and Hannah. It was really alliterative until we got to my name. Kai and Canada. Kai and Canada. (laughs) Somebody went, who, oh, this is my, one of my bosses. I went to Canada for a trip and then for like a month, one of my bosses kept calling me Hannada. Which, Kevin. uh, Kevin's funny. He's funny. Okay, here we go. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. Um, my first question for you, because I have an answer for this, so I was thinking about this, is uh, what is your favorite, and it might be what you just talked about, your favorite game that like no one's ever heard of that you were absolutely obsessed with? Because I feel like everybody has a game, mm-hmm. if you're a real gamer, everybody has a game that like you were just devoted to, like with a religious devotion, and nobody's ever heard of it or played it. That's a very good question. Um, I think my answer would have to be World of Warcraft. I serious answers, Kai. We're trying to have a real podcast. Hannah's gesturing very strongly with her hands right now. Um, I think it might actually be Star Wars Galaxies because the thing is, 
like millions of people, I think millions of people, did play this game. And like there were tons of people online all the time, right? And there were servers and shit. I don't know. Um, but the thing is, the thing that fascinates me about this game specifically is despite the fact that there are tons of people who played it online, right? I have never met a single person in real life who knows what the fuck I'm talking about when I talk about mm, Scholar's Galaxy. Ever it's it. a failed, like, MMORPG that, like, um, whoever made that, like, this was before Star Wars was bought by Disney, this was before the reprisal of Star Wars, like, in the universal consciousness, this was when Star Wars was not super popular. Sure. Um, well, I mean, yeah. It was I mean, it was popular. always, it was less, it was less, like, there weren't movies yeah, currently yeah. coming out. Exactly, yes. Um, I think it was, it was somewhat shortly after the prequels came out. I uh, didn't realize I'd be talking about this this episode, so I didn't do any research into it. But, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, I would actually say, um, but you've heard of this, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Oh, um, yeah, that game ruled. That game was one of the best games that I've that ever played in my ass. entire life. I know many people who played that game. Yeah, but it, it's just, um, it's not something that comes up in conversation very much, I guess. That's true, unless you're talking to, like, Star Wars nerds or gamers, like... Um, that's true. And my final answer, I have three answers for every one of these questions, so please be prepared. Oh boy. Are you uh, taking notes? No. Um, is, <coughs> I don't uh, take notes. MX versus ATV Untamed okay. was one of my favorite games of all time. It's MX versus ATV Untamed or Unleashed. Um, I still own it for the Xbox 360. And it was the crossover between the, like, ATV franchise and, like, the MX franchise. And you could fly a plane. You could drive a big That's old truck. Neither of those you, are... You, those are neither motocross you or ATVs. You could drive a motorcycle. You could drive That's, an ATV. You okay. could drive a little motorcycle. You could drive a big motorcycle. You could drive a monster truck. And me and my friends would play these games for hours and hours and hours and, um, like, crash the cars. And that was super fun. Sure. And, um... Other friends and I would just like make up make up narratives with these vehicles and like totally. the people in these vehicles, and that is one of my favorite. Those are some of my favorite game series of all time because uh, I would just spend. Uh, I've probably logged at least five thousand hours playing those Jesus games since my childhood. Um, yeah, because I would play it like all day every day, um, and people wonder why my skin is so pale and I'm not very healthy <laughs> now. Uh, but yeah, th- those are some of my favorite games. But nobody in my adult life that I've talked to has ever played any sure. of those games, nor heard of them. Yeah. And they're all over there in that little Yeah. Little dress I feel like so often the answer to that question is like some obscure racing game yeah, or another. Yeah, that's true. Um, what is your favorite obscure game? Uh, I have two that I can think of, because I'm glad you talked about that motocross thing, because that reminded me of one of them. The first is a game called Summoner 2. Hmm. That's a, a RPG. It's a fantasy RPG in this world. I don't remember the name of the world right now, but you play as this like princess who's this like reincarnation of this goddess. So you have shape shifting abilities, and then you have all these like companions and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really interesting like mythos and narrative. I also created a lot of like extra narrative around it because um, that's what I did. But also, it was it was fun. I tried to play again as an adult. That game is fucking impossible. That game is so fucking hard. Were you just really skilled as a gamer as a child? I don't know. I also bought it. When I rebought it as an adult, for some reason, I bought it for the GameCube instead of the PS2, which mm. is what I originally had it on. And I think for maybe it's harder on the GameCube for Sometimes some reason. that happens. Um, but yeah, it's the first, like, the first fight in the game. You fight this guy who can kill you in, like, two hits. Um... And then, like, the first boss battle in the game, the boss can one-hit one hit KO you. Um, stop chewing your lip ring. It is... I'm chewing my lip, not the lip ring. All right, fine. 
Um, it is bananas difficult. And I never beat it because it was one of those things where, like, I'd beat almost the whole game and the final boss was impossible, so I just didn't beat it. Yeah, yeah. Someday I'll look up the, like, end cutscene yeah. to that game. Because you gotta know. Uh, I gotta know. But, yeah, I played the shit out of that game. I loved it. I'd play it for, like, hours and hours and hours at a time. I was super completionist about it. I pl- could beat, like, every side quest I could, did, could do, and the side quests were all super finicky. And, like, time-consuming and impossible. Because, again, this game was impossible. Um, and I never played the first Summoner game. Um, I guess it was kind of different. But, yeah, I played played so many hours of Summoner 2. Yes, Kai? Was it a uh, turn-based RPG? No. Was it, like, uh, top-down? Was it first-person? No. What was it? It was, like, third-person, mm-hmm. just action or, like, adventure RPG. Okay, cool. Yeah. That sounds really tight. Uh, it was a really cool game, but, again, super fucking impossible. And you had, like, cool armor and shit. Like, of I course. loved it. Loved the fuck out of it. Um, it might be the first rated M game I ever really played, too. Ooh. It was my brother's game, and then when uh, I, like, when he wasn't at home when I was in high school, and I was left alone while I got to play it. Because um, it, pr- it was decently violent. Again, so hard. It was one of those games where, like, I would create, like, mini save files. Yeah. So if I, like, fucked up the thing and got stuck in a place, I could, like, go back. Yeah, totally. To before that, um, yeah, so I played the fuck out of Summoner 2. What was um, the other game? The other game that I can think of is called Sled Storm. It was a uh, snowmobile racing game. That sounds tight. And I played, it was real. I remember really liking it. It was also for the PS2. Um, it was really fun. And I did the same thing where, like, I created narratives yeah. for these racers and stuff. Because they were, you know, all the dumb little yeah. characters. And I, yeah, I played the motherfuck out. I tried to, like, get other people. That was the thing when I was a kid. Like, none of my friends were interested in video games. I had, like, a friend who was interested in video games. Um, even my stepbrother, like, as a teenager and now as an adult, I don't think has any interest in video games sure. at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I played the fuck out of Sled Storm. And, um... Yeah, I would, like, try to get other people to play it with me, but nobody else had any interest in it at all. Um, and I got really good at it. Um, and, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I got obsessed with it. In the way, I would get obsessed with racing games, like Crash Team Racing. I got so fucking obsessed with it. I fucking love Crash Team and Racing Crash so Bash, much. I got so obsessed yeah. with. Um, I have a question for you. Yes, Kai. Did you ever play Splashdown? No. The jet ski racing game? I did not. I think I might have played it in an arcade. That was a very good racing game. I believe game. it. I played hours of that game. Anyway, yeah. I just think it's comparable to your... Yeah. yeah. Sled Storm. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any others. Um, I should have probably thought about these questions, but I like it being kind of off the cuff. No, know, it's improv. real. It's fun and flirty. Live radio. Oh, live radio. Um, just that like is Carrie recorded Gross. and put on... I'm, in many ways, just like Carrie Gross. You're both <clears throat> NPR very Washington. sexy. I'm Terry Gross. That wasn't an impression. That was just me in my normal voice saying Terry Gross. Yeah. Shepherd. It's Um, very good. I liked the way that that went over on the podcast last time. You heard yourself do it. Yeah. You were listening in the car, and Hannah was like, that was not as good as I thought, but I thought it was as good as I thought. You think it is. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Sled Storm and Summoner 2. I also played a ton of, this is a little less obscure, but I played a ton of Dungeon Siege. I played that game oh, that's probably. probably obscure. Yeah, probably. I played that game probably five or six times. I loved that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I always used the cheat codes, though. 
I really want to replay it again as an adult now that I uh, am good at games and don't have to use totally. the invincibility cheat codes to get through levels. I have a question for you about if a game is obscure or not. Mm -hmm. Is Black and White the series obscure? No, I don't think so. I, I okay. So I think that was pretty well publicized. Like I think it was from a yeah. bigger studio. Um, I did play Black and White. I could never. But really it was get, from a bigger studio. Yeah. yeah, I could never really get the hang of it. Sure, it was um, hard. I brought it here. We could play it on your. I computer. brought it here too. Oh. Um, but I thought you, never mind. Um, but I, yeah, I played a ton of, or not a ton. I watched my brother play a ton of black and white. Um, I played like some black and white, but I could never quite get the hang of it. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. It was a cool game. I think my mom also didn't want me to play it because of the religious whatever. I was raised in this weird way where like my parents never really talked to me about religion at all. But then when I was 16 and I was like, I want to be a Wiccan, they kind of freaked out. And then it like became fine, and now I'm like a Hellenistic, Celtic, neo-pagan, a goddess, surely. I don't know. Postmodernist. Thank you. Um, death worshiping lesbian. That's so a lot of descriptors. I got a lot of them. I love it. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. go on to the next. Black question. and white was cool. Yeah, it was, and it did. We kind of ended up tangenting there, but this is the intention. That's what we That's do. The point. Okay, I guess That's mostly because I wrote up questions today. Yes. Um, I'm gonna ask them. But I'll ask them about that. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In return, I want to ask you this, Kai, because I've talked about it on the podcast before. What? Because I have my answer to this is known. What is the most frustrating game you've ever played? The game that like made you most either physically break a console or controller or want to do that. That's a very good question. Because mine, as I've talked about, is SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. It's the most frustrating fucking game in the world. I, um, something that is true about me is that it, it, please vouch for me if this is true or, like, disregard everything I'm saying if it's not and tell them that it's not. I don't get frustrated very easily. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. Remember when we tried to fix the Xbox this weekend and it was, yeah. like, fine and you got frustrated with it, like, very World-ending level frustrated. Yeah, you true. were, like, um, upset. Not just I was very upset. I was actually very close to tears. Um, yeah, that's how frustrated you got. Okay, so you're right. I don't, but you might not. I don't get, get frustrated easily. I don't think that's true. Maybe you just don't get frustrated with games very easily. I feel like I don't get frustrated with people very easily. But you get frustrated with situations incredibly. Easily. I also uh, have autism and situations. Yeah, like I'm that not. This is not. Me. This is not a judgment. It's I just, just that like situations this. that aren't really that big, and like I have this too. Like, when our fucking washing machine was flooding and I freaked out about it just because yeah. I have, like, triggers about flooding. water in houses and flooding and unsafe living spaces. Um, I know it's, this is not a thing that you are detrimenting. Like, no, not at all. It's just you get frustrated me. with situations very quickly. It's very specific situations. It's often when technology breaks. It's not, it's not just that. There's lots of things. But where, like, I'll just be, like, very calm and work and just, you know, be like, cool like we'll just reset like just look at xbox health it's fine um that yeah that you get frustrated with like very quickly and everybody has this thing so i think just... we balance pretty well because there are situations where i am calm where you are stressed yes also. i know um, so true. anyway my point but okay so i don't get frustrated games very easily yeah yes um will you agree to that sure okay. yeah i've never seen you get particularly frustrated with a game cool so i think the most a game has ever frustrated me was when I was 10 years old and at the Pokemon 10th anniversary competition. 
uh, because I am the same age as Pokemon, um, a little bit older, I think, which is really cool. And uh, I was competing in the uh, in the match, right? I think this was this was the one that was in um, Denver, and uh, I was playing on Leaf Green, and this other kid was playing um, in Emerald, right? And I had a really great team lined up. This was before all of the newfangled like types of Pokemon. I had like I had like Dragon, I had Ice, I had Fire, I had all of them, right? Sure. I had a very powerful team. All level one hundred, all the best moves, all of the uh, all of the good breeding. They all had like Pokegrus, and I like did did the whole thing, Hannah. I did it all very well, and I was very prepared for this competition. And this fucking like um, seven year old kid. Also, this competition was limited to children, sure. uh, because we were all children. Uh, had his dad yell at him all of the things to do in order to beat me. And I was just standing there alone That's with cheating. my useless mother. She's not actually useless, but she doesn't know shit about Pokemon. Um, that just seems like that's cheating. It was cheating, and nobody did anything in the about Olympics, it. And you I, don't get people standing on the sidelines going, "Make do this sport thing now." It was cheating, and I and nobody did anything about it because nobody fucking cared because it was just a, it's a children's Pokemon, Pokemon competition. Children's Pokemon competition. And that was the most infuriating experience of my life ever. It sounds like the competition was frustrating, though, not the game. It's and that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You don't have to have an answer. I, I mean, that is your answer. No, I know. I'm just saying that. I like, thought that was a good answer. I've been waiting answer. to tell that story on no, the podcast. No, it's a good answer. Uh, that or playing Super Smash Bros. Brawl with people who are like, no, League of Legends. I mm. used to date a League of Legends, like, um, good person. <coughs> Like, like a, a like pro. a highly ranked yeah like a pro like um oh, I gotta take my antidepressants live on the podcast incredible oh good audio and uh playing with him and his friends was like hellish for me oh yeah because I mean people would be super mad at me for being a girl and then people would be super mad at me for not being a pro yeah also I was a girl mm-hmm. for the purposes of the of this story yeah that's um I feel like a pretty universal gaming experience is playing like competitive games with people who are much much better at you yeah did you pay attention to what time we started uh we started at like nine we're we're gonna be over wait started at when like nine thirteen or something oh okay so it's been like 45 minutes okay aaron cut this cut cut this yeah cut that part out cut that part out (laughs) um okay yeah and i've talked about my spongebob hair quits Yes. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, I think we should just do a couple more, then call it good because we're. I'm yeah, I'm having a great time. Oh, I know I'm having a good time too. It's just uh, I don't want us to go too long. We're gonna be fine. Okay. What is the first game you can remember playing besides Pokemon? We've <laughs> talked about Pokemon before. Do typing games count? No, because oh. you played those as like part of school. I have a very distinctive memory of, I'm sure I played, like, a PC game before this. Like, I played a lot of, like, uh, as a kid, I played a lot of, like, Spy Fox and, um... I'm just doing Oh, uh, what was the other one? Freddy the Flounder? Was that the name of the game? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Freddy Flounder or something like that. I played a lot of those games. Um, I just have a very distinctive memory. I know this wasn't the first game, but it's one of my earliest gaming memories of my mom. We went on a road trip to Taos. And before we went on the road trip, my mom bought me a Game Boy Color so I'd have something to do in the car. It was uh-huh. like this cool surprise. I just remember the road trip being a surprise, but I don't know if that's true. Um, and I had uh, the movie Dinosaurs had recently come out, that like CGI. Yeah, movie. I remember that movie. 
And um, I remember having this Game Boy Color, like, Dinosaurs game that I think was super hard and frustrating. Um, but I remember playing a shit ton of that. Um, there's also another game. I, I just remember a game I had for the Game Boy Advance. It was super hard and frustrating, but I can't remember what it was. So that's right. Um, but yeah, yeah that's one of my earliest like gaming memories that I can think of. I was just trying to look up the name of the game, and I was unable to find it. Um, the first game that I that I have memory of playing, I think, was uh, Putt Putt's Big Adventure. Oh, Putt Putt! I, I remember Putt Putt. Goes to the Zoo yeah. was my shit. Putt Putt, Spy Fox, and Freddy Flounder, I think, were all the same people. Dude, Putt Putt was one of my favorites. Um, he was just such a good boy. The other the other game that I was actually looking up, because I obviously do remember Putt Putt, I reinstalled that um, somewhat recently, like within the past couple years, and that game holds up. I believe it. I'll tell you right now. It's a Spy, very for Spy Fox being very, actually very difficult puzzles. It, I think it was. The thing is about Putt-Putt, the thing about Putt-Putt is... Um, What's the thing about Putt-Putt? Let me tell you the thing about Putt-Putt. Uh, the game was not as intuitive as it was when I was a child, so I yeah. ended up like struggling to figure out what to well, do. Well, honestly, yeah, games are just better now. Yeah. A lot of controls um, that at the time... I think somebody on another podcast has talked about this or what we're hearing, but like... Games then, it's not that they were necessarily intuitive controls, it's just that that's how games were. Yeah. So now when you go back and try to play them, it's like you can't get the same feel because games are better now, by and large, and they like the controls are generally way better. Mm-hmm. So when you try and play a game with shitty controls, they it is harder to play because you're used to better, more fluid controls. Yeah. Um, the other game that I was looking up was, uh, there was this Lion King game for the PC that was not a typing game. Um... But I very distinctly remember, like, this this scene at the end where all of the animals were, like, there and talking or something. I don't know, Did man. you get to, like, color stuff in? All yeah! Stuff? I played that game. <laughs> oh, whoa. I know exactly what you? you're talking oh, about. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, I okay. don't remember what it was called. I love that game. But I remember that game. Yeah, Everybody there was, sat like, up on the couch. Everyone was so excited. There was just the two of us, but we sat Everyone. up. Everyone. Um, the cat is nowhere to be found. Um, but yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, that was I remember such the a like coloring game. part of that game. Yeah. 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 I loved that game. Um, I've also played a lot of like uh the games that like came with Max, particularly sure. when I was in school because I always finished my shit first because I was good at typing and shit in school. Um, or at like at my grandma's house, that robot game that came with Max. Do you remember that Dude, game? Dude, I never had a Max. Oh, never mind. There was this robot game that came with Max mm-hmm. uh in like the early two thousands. Um, the first, like, IMAX. I can't remember what it was called, but it was this really hard, like, robot game, and you were fighting against aliens? Yeah, you were fighting against aliens who were trying to, like, kidnap farm animals and stuff. Oh. Um, and then there was a game called Dine- Crow Crowbag Racing. Oh, whoa. You, it's because it's plugged into the thing that you stuck behind you. The lamp is plugged into the cord that you moved behind your shoulder, Kai. You heard a noise. And that yeah, was, I know. That was very small for my life. Because <laughs> you pulled on the cord. Oh, Jesus. There's no ghost. Okay. Well, there's a ghost, but that wasn't a ghost. Um, anyway, it was called Cro-Mag Rally, I think is what it was called. And it was huh. like a caveman racing game. Saying, like, and then there was thought. another game, like a dinosaur game. Uh... I think the dinosaurs had lasers, and those all came with, like, cool. full of Macs. Um, 
yeah, and like the pinball games that came with PCs and stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd Max at school, and my grandma had a Mac, but I had PCs at home. I had, uh, we all had Max at school, I think. Yeah. I just very distinctly remember, I, I want to go back to this Lion King game for a hot second. I just very distinctly remember, you remember when computers had like those fat monitors, yeah, like yeah, those yeah, yeah. fat fucking Obviously. monitors? And I just remember sitting there, like, w- like with the computer hooked up to my parents' fucking dial-up. Like, I mean, the Lion King game wasn't online. Yeah. But I just remember, I, I remember playing a lot of Flash games as a kid, too, actually, mm-hmm. speaking about online. Um, yeah, we should have a whole thing about Flash games. We should. Too. I'll need to find the, the first ones that I played, because, man, those were, those yeah. were solid. Um, yeah, I played a lot of that. I played a lot of, my grandma had this uh, Mario board games game Dude, your grandma sounds tight yeah and i played a lot of that and i just remember playing a lot of um go fish against mario you'd be like a goldfish i remember playing that at my dentist's office huh and uh yeah a lot of that stuff um yeah good 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 talk i'm learning I, a lot I, yeah i'm legitimately learning a lot um <laughs> Um, I think I know the answer to this question, I, I, but... Correct me if I'm wrong when I answer then. Well, maybe you have a different actual answer because I know how you feel about one game. Um, what is the worst game that you've played the most of? <laughs> oh, you do, you do think you know. I think I might know too. Um, I guess this kind of depends on what you mean by worst. Like, I think objective, because you hate Fallout 4. And you played, like, 500 hours of that game for some Christ-forsaken reason, because I think you've... Here's my theory. I think you started out liking Fallout 4, and then you played 500 hours of it, and then you don't like Fallout 4 anymore. Can I, um, tell you a secret about your theory? It's correct. <laughs> I did start out really liking Fallout 4, but... Then you played way too more, much fucking no, 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 Fallout the, 4. Yeah, the more that I played it, the more that I realized it was actually a bad game that I had just thought that I liked because it had the Fallout aesthetic and the Fallout feel Here's my but other then thing. i realized that like i'm not I, okay. and then i realized that the the way that the game is laid out is bad and the plot is bad and the characters are bad and the repetitive things that you have to do in that game are bad this is something that you think and i've never met anybody who agrees with you carl agreed with me oh yeah that's fair but he also played a weird he also though admits that like i don't know all i'm saying is this is more common than you think Two people out of the many other people who love that game. Look at the internet. Uh, but my real answer to this question that. is um, League of Legends again. Uh, yeah. Definitely League of Legends. I have probably logged thousands of hours into that terrible, terrible game. Um, uh, shout out to my cousin Jocelyn, who does work for Riot Games. I'm sorry for bad-mouthing the game that you work on, Jocelyn. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's... It's a fun game when you're, like, into it and, like, really into the lore, but the community surrounding it is so toxic. I, well, I don't yeah. necessarily know if, um... That doesn't make the game bad, It though. doesn't make the game... That's true, but it is, like, one of the objectively, like, worst games that I can think of that I've played a lot of sure. hours of just because of the, the way that the game is played, I sure. guess. Sure, that makes sense. What about you? Um, the, I mean, the thing that pops to mind, I'm sure that I've, that I've done more of worst things but uh is that i played 50 hours of mass effect andromeda which is not a good game sure um it's just a boring game 
I quit because, well, I pl- also played a ton of it. I would be willing to pick it up again someday just to see, but I played it, like, nonstop when I got my wisdom teeth out. Yeah, I remember that. And I got sort of game fatigue with it, but also just, like, I realized in the middle of a loyalty mission for one of the companions, which you didn't get until, like, 45 hours yeah, in. Yeah, Because the game is fucking terribly paced. Like, I got 50 hours in, and I barely progressed any of the romances. That. And that is some Bioware bullshit. It is. Because I know what I'm about, and I know what I'm there for. Correct. Um, but uh, I was in the middle of one of the companions' loyalty missions, and I was like, I don't care about anything that's happening. I don't care about this companion. I don't care about her story. I don't care about this mission. The combat is super repetitive. The enemies are super repetitive, and I don't want to be playing this anymore. Yeah. Um, you get to jump, and that's the best thing I'll say. The combat is fun for the first, like, 20 hours or so, and then yeah. it's it's really repetitive. I'm the mechanics of the combat, if they implement it in a better game, will be very fun. Yes. Because being able to jump and so forth does make a difference. In it's just, I realized through playing that, that part of the reason why I love Mass Effect so much is Commander Shepard. Well, it's the plot and the characters. I know. And I'm they like, didn't really I make know. me care about the plot or the characters. In, and I know somebody who's played like a lot of Andromeda, and that's the only Mass Effect game he's played. Oh. And so he doesn't have the context of the other games. Sure. But even he was like, I feel like I'm like very close to finishing Andromeda, and it's fine. <laughs> well, it's an okay game. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. That's probably the like worst game. And again, I'm sure there's something else that I can't think of right now, but that's the worst thing I can think of. What is <clears throat> the worst game that you loved the most? Speaking of bad games. Probably the Fable series because uh, Fable One was the um, was the first game that I ever beat like completely like hundred percent completion and mm-hmm. uh, it's not like Fable's hard games um, they're actually incredibly easy uh, but I just I enjoyed my experiences playing them so much I somewhat recently picked up Fable Three again um, and tried to get into it but I just I couldn't um, yeah. Because it's, it's not, like, a good or fun game, and it's not a good or fun series, and the creator is kind of a dick, I think. Um, but uh, similar similarly in that vein, I also um, I also like Skyrim. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people do like Skyrim. Like, yeah. I hate Skyrim, and that's kind of a hot take. That's fair. I mean, I, I like Skyrim, and I really like modding it. Um, but I, exactly. Yeah, that's one of my know, biggest points about Skyrim, is that all the people I, really I like it as mods. Yeah, but anyway, um, Fable, probably probably the worst game that I love the most. Sure. It's more of the memories of Fable that live in my heart than yeah. actually playing. The Fable real Fable again. was the friends you made along the way. It was. What's yours? Um, I actually don't know. I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of this. I mean, I took really. a full 10-second pause in order to think about it, so you go. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Please don't make a noise while you're doing it. Uh, I wish you wouldn't. You know... Look at our game shelf. That's the advantage of doing this in the living room. That's true. Um, I don't know if it would be in the game shelf. Um, I'm pro- You know, honestly, real talk. I think we can all get real with ourselves and our ch- each other and God here. Is um, Kingdom Hearts? Not good games, y'all. I mean, you can leave. You can storm away. But we all know in our hearts and minds, we know and God knows. The Kingdom Hearts games are not good, and we don't know why we love them so much, but we do, and we will play Kingdom Hearts 3, even if it's bad. Yeah, we will. It's 
And all of that is true. Yeah. And it actually might come out this year. I bet they're going to release some stuff at E3. Oh, we'll see. We'll fucking see. I mean, I just saw some new gameplay footage on IGN today. Oh, did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're correct. Because it's... I've, I've, tr- I've, I've watched a friend try to go back and play it like as an adult person. And it looked incredibly difficult and impossible and frustrating. Well, here's the thing. I've remember, played... Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I remember picking it up like where I left off or something like on a different playthrough like the one I was a kid and I just could not figure out how to play it. Kingdom Hearts 2 I've replayed as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never tried to replay Kingdom Hearts 1 as an adult but I've replayed Kingdom Hearts 2 as an adult and Kingdom Hearts 2 is not a good game but it is a very like the combat is really fun and that's really maybe that's really what we're in it for. The combat is a blast in Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, but yeah I mean it's dumb and doofy. I also loved the shit out of the third, the Return of the King, Lord of the Rings game. Uh-huh. Uh, I played the fuck out of that game. I played it, like, to 100% completion and then restarted it just to do it again wow. more than one time. Um, and those, the Lord of the Rings games are varying quality. I uh, loved Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth. Yeah, that game ruled. That's was, different, like, though. Days. I'm talking about the ones that, the ones that are based on the movies. Yeah, yeah, those were bad. Um, they were bad, but I loved Return of the King so much. Again, fun combat. Um, especially once you beat it, and then it gave you cheat codes to make it easier. I know that combat's had, a really big thing for you. Yeah, you had to, yeah. It either, a game either has to have really good combat, or a really good plot, or both. Ideally. For me, ideally, for me to love it. Or it'd be a beat matching game. That's yeah. pretty much all a beat matching game has to do. I've played, like, every fucking bullshit obscure beat matching beat matching game. Mm-hmm. I can get my hands on I never played the Donkey Kong Bongos one, and I never I played the Taiko German one. I think I would really like it, though. I am not good at beat matching games, notoriously so, but I love the fuck out of that Donkey Kong uh, Bongo Bongo game. game. Um, the noises are making with my mm-hmm. mouth. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's all the questions I had written down about games. Oh, wow. Those were all eight of them. I mean, I had more questions about just gay stuff, but we've mostly oh, just talked about games. That's true. I think we talked about a lot of gay stuff at the uh, the front end of the podcast. We did talk about a lot of gay stuff. Well, you're asking one gay question. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, well, first of all, I was going to ask you, because I know this, but the audience doesn't, what's your uh, your um, star signs and your, what's your natal chart? What's your Enneagram? What's your Myers-Briggs type? Um... I don't remember my Myers-Briggs type. Uh, oh, well. I know. I'm sorry. I was never really... Whatever your that. Myers-Briggs type is, I'm sure that's a very much that type of thing to do. I'm sure it fucking is. Uh, I am a Virgo. Um, and my... What's, that's your sun sign. What's your moon sign? Oh, my moon sign? I have it all written down somewhere. I, I recently relearned that I am a Gemini moon. I have a Gemini moon. Because for years and years and years, I thought I was a Scorpio moon. Um, and I recently redid my uh, birth chart at this really cool uh, queer... Um, Sorry, Astro- you very surprised. Astrology Tarot oh, uh, thing uh, event locally here in Denver. And um, I gave them all my information. They were like, you're a Gemini moon. And I was like, who? Who? Uh, who? Me? Who? Me? Me? My moon? This in person? Gemini? My, my moon? Um, yeah, and it actually uh, explains a lot of things. Um, and I thought it was really interesting that I realized this around the same time, like, uh, through like the journey of my transition mm-hmm. and I just thought that that was really cool anyway rants about my uh, astrological things um, Virgo very very Virgo individual mm-hmm. 
get at me, Pisces. Uh, I recently learned, I keep learning more and more of my friends are Pisces, and I'm like, this explains why I'm attracted to you. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, my Enneagram type is four. What is that again? The artist. The artiste? The artiste. And you know your Myers-Briggs. Uh, my Myers-Briggs is, I'm actually a split between E and I, N, F, P. I was mm. E slash I, N, T, P for the longest time. What again? Uh, I am, so... Extrovert, introvert, yeah, I know and that. I am an ambivert, so I'm halfway in between. Mm. Uh, N is intuitive, T is thinking, so you're either intuitive or I forget the other one, and then you're either thinking or judging, and I'm thinking, and then you're either feeling. Wait, yeah, you're either feeling or thinking, and I'm. So you're either sorry. You're either intuitive or judging, you're feeling or thinking, and then you're, I forget what the P stands for. Anyway, <laughs> the, look it up. I'm a person, and that's my Mars Briggs type. Basically means I'm intellectual, I'm very intellectually based, but I'm also very feelings based. I'm in- intuition based. Anyway, my Enneagram type I think is also a form? It's also a form. Okay. Um, you the artiste? Being the, the artiste. Uh, the, the, the romantic is actually what it's called. Oh, um, cool. I always call yeah. it the artiste jokingly because it's basically like you're like the tortured artist type. But oh, you're... I mean, that's not me. I... You don't fucking know me. You don't understand me, mom. Oh. Um, anyway, it basically means that like you're really uh, deep, deep emotion. Yeah, you're really goth. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Um, and then my sun sign is Aquarius. My moon sign is also Aquarius. And my rising sign is in Gemini. I don't remember what my rising sign is. Some Gemini or something. But I'm a super Aquarius. Yeah, you're Aquarius. very Aquarius. That was a lesbian question because I asked you what your... No, that was a good lesbian question. Um, the thing about Hannah and I's signs is they are not compatible. They're com- comedically compatible, though, because you will be like... You'll do that thing where you'll say hyperbole as though it is fact without like qualifying it or researching it at all you'll just say bananas nonsense and be like this is true and i will do that thing where i'm like mm, no it's not and like poke a hundred holes in it but now is that comedically compatible or just a really uh difficult friendship it's funny <laughs> it is funny so whatever uh, I, I think it's starting to be time to wrap up as hannah is slowly become horizontal on the couch i'm like at a you're like diagonal. 25 degree yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just becoming more horizontal. I suppose. Yeah. That's it. I that was that classic hyperbole and correction bit that we just there did. There it did you is. See there it was. Classic high and yeah. bits. I was going to ask about your root, uh, but that might not oh, be one for another time. That's one for another time. Yeah, because we'll talk about our roots. Uh, I did watch. I, t- I told you I made Addie watch, but I'm a cheerleader with me this weekend. Shout out to Addie. She's great. She's great. She wants to put on a cheerleader. We love her. This weekend. Um, you sounded sarcastic when you said that. Oh, I didn't mean to say it sarcastic. I do love her. No, Addie. I know. I was going to say we do. I we do, do genuinely love do, Addie yeah. very much. She's very good. She's smart and beautiful and, and wonderful. Um, um And uh, <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever watched that movie without No, that's not true. It's the second time I've ever watched that movie without you. Wow. We watch it together a lot. I don't know how I feel about that. Like... Not like not like you cheated on me, but I kind of feel like um, like really honored that that movie has such a special place in our friendship. It does. That and Carol. We watch Carol a lot. <laughs> you watch you Carol might have a lot. noticed. By you may have noticed. Uh, anyway, no, no, no. We gotta we gotta be done now. We have to stop podcasting. We need to stop podcasting. We can eat. Um, 
We have to feed so ourselves. So what are the socials? Let's give them the socials. Oh, yes. Socials media. So you can find us on tw- uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Gay Gamers with a Z. With a Z. Uh, I might change it to Gay, gay Gamers Cast because I feel like then it has podcast in the name. But mm. right now it's Gay Gamers and it still will be as when you're looking at that. Like I won't do it until I announce them. Yep. I, you know. Um, and uh, the Gmail is uh, if it's gay we play at gmail.com. No apostrophe. You can't have apostrophes and email no, addresses. Um, it's the wrong kind of it's by necessity. Um, you yeah you could do those things we'd love if you would interact with us um and uh like us rate us review us subscribe to us on itunes apple podcast um again we're still working on getting our stuff on other stuff we're looking at other like podcast posting sites and stuff we're gonna figure that out um and but can, for now, you can listen to us on non uh, yeah, Apple products you on StickPokeProd.com. Yeah, StickPokeProd. Yep, StickPokeProd. Yep, exactly what Kai just said. Um, StickPoke Productions is the thing. Uh, that's the network where you can also find shows such as Grandma's House, uh, Encyclopedia, um, talk about what makes people the way they are, yeah. which we are very interested in. Um, you also, we would love if you just tell your friends. Like, we yeah. obviously, we're poor and... Uh, you know, millennials, so we yeah, don't pay to advertise anything. Um, well, that's, we pay for a Facebook ad once, but that's, you know. That's the extent of it. That's the extent of it. Um, but we'd really love if you would just tell, if you like us, tell people about us, and specifically our podcast that we have. Or just about us. Let yeah, them know that like, I'm a Virgo. Hey, tell them that you're a Virgo, and they'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get Who's out of my Kai? house. Or, or if you know trans people, they will know exactly who Kai yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll be like, which Kai? Yeah. Um... And, uh, yeah, that's a good joke. Thanks. Um, but, uh, yeah, just sp- spread, spread the word, but with your mouth to other people's ears. And, uh, we'd love to get, you know, coffee with you sometime. Yeah, send we us would. An email. Send us an email. <laughs> Let's get coffee if you're in Denver. Um, we really do this podcast, you know, for ourselves to make ourselves laugh and because it's a fun hobby, but also we really want people to listen to us, you know. Yeah. We just want to, Engage with more folks. I don't know. I'm trying to. No, be, no, it's good. You're you're getting. I'm trying real. to be earnest, but I'm doing a bad job. No, no, no. You're not doing a bad job. I'm just very tired. Um. Oh, I just burped again on the podcast. You need to I'm stop doing this. Uh, <laughs> keep keep playing gay. Keep being games. Goodbye. Goodbye. We love you. We love you.